Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Moves with Coombs podcast, bite-sized wisdom to re-inspire your relationship with movement. My name is Griffin Coombs, and I am not your average fitness coach. Yes, I'm a certified personal trainer, corrective exercise specialist, yoga instructor, and martial arts and self-defense teacher, and I've spent well over a decade in the world of exercise, nutrition, and well-being, but I believe that fitness has been too narrowly defined for us, and that most people's quantity over quality approach to exercise only helps us to keep those blinders on. You can truly achieve a strong, sexy body and move in a way that actually inspires you if you look beyond the way we're conditioned to relate to our own physicality. So if you're interested in exploring an authentic and sustainable approach to movement, or if you're interested in leveling up the quality of your fitness, or if you're just ready to ditch the bicep curls and treadmills for a fresh new perspective, well, welcome to the conversation. Oh yeah, season two. Stoked to be back behind this microphone. Really excited to share some more nuggets of wisdom with all of you awesome listeners. So if you're hearing this, it means you're tuning into the podcast. So thank you so much for kicking off this season with me. Got a lot of exciting things. We're going to talk about strength. We're going to talk about the nervous system. We'll talk about how to warm up mobility and what that really means for you and keeping it functional. So today we're going to start with strength. Uh, last season was more about like a series of how to set up your training schedule to meet your needs, your lifestyle. This one's kind of going to be a bunch of one-off episodes. So strength, when we think about fitness, we think about strength a lot. So what is it exactly and how much of it do you need? It's the title of this episode. Both really important questions because a lot of us think that either we don't need it, like I don't care about being strong or a lot of kind of fitness super enthusiasts almost place too much importance on it and think, well, the ultimate goal is to get as strong as possible. Um, And of course, both of those are pretty extreme views and neither one is quite where most people want to be falling. You want to be falling somewhere in the middle. So there are a couple exceptions, of course, especially if you're thinking about getting as strong as possible. So if you are an athlete and you are, your, your sport depends a lot on strength and force output, then yes, getting really strong is going to benefit you. Another exception would be if you just love getting strong, if you love lifting weights and that's the thing that really fires you up measuring that, getting better at it, progressing in your strength, and power to you, pun intended. Keep going. But if you're somebody who wants to be healthy, who wants to be fit and well-rounded, maybe you like to do a sport or an activity that doesn't completely depend on strength and force output, then we're looking at the four pillars of fitness, and you want to make sure that you cover strength or resistance training to some degree, but you don't have to be crazy strong. So first of all, let's just talk quickly about what it means to be strong. There are lots of types of strength, and I'm just going to explain them in very basic terms, and I'm only really going to focus on three. People like to subdivide types of strength into a million different subcategories, and that's fine, and there's a place for that discussion, but it's just not here on this podcast. So For the purposes of this episode, I'm looking at three types of strength. 
maximal strength, uh, power or explosive strength, and strength endurance. So we're just sticking with those three very broad categories of strength. So maximal strength, or max strength for short, is just how much force you can produce one time. So it's how much weight you can lift, if we're talking in terms of weightlifting. How much, what's the heaviest amount of weight you can lift one time? That would be your maximum strength. When we look at power or explosive strength, then we add the element of speed. So it's not just how much can you lift, but it's how much can you lift and how fast. So when we add that variable, we're thinking, okay, picture somebody bench pressing, sit, lying down on a bench and pressing a barbell up uh, straight above their chest. So we're, what are we measuring? We're measuring how much weight you can just put up no matter how long it takes you. So picture somebody with a ton of weight on there and really they're struggling, they're shaking. It's taking them five seconds, maybe eight seconds to reach that top position. And you're, but you don't care about that. You're just measuring how much weight and do they get it up there. You're measuring maximum strength. But if you're saying it needs to be up there by a certain amount of time, or even if you're not placing that restriction, but you're measuring the amount of time that it takes, you're measuring power or explosive strength or speed strength. So when people call strength power, they're, they're, technically they're not always talking about power unless there's an element of speed in there. Okay, so you have maximum strength and you have power. And then the third type is strength endurance, which means how long can you last putting that force out. So what that means is how many reps can you do at a certain weight? Or if you're, if you're doing something isometric, which, which means you're, the muscle's contracting, but it's staying in the same spot, you're not actually moving. Um, so you're, you're pushing against something that isn't moving, but you're still trying to move it as though you could move it. That's an example of an isometric contraction. So how long can you hold that for? Or how many reps can you do? of a lift. So strength endurance is about, well, endurance. It's not about how much you can do once. It's not about how fast you can do it. It's about how long can you do it for. And most sports or athletic activities require some combination, um, except for, you know, Olympic weightlifting. It's kind of a misnomer when we compare it to powerlifting, or I should say powerlifting is the misnomer because we're, we're talking with powerlifting, we're talking about uh, lifts that don't necessarily require a lot of power, but they require a lot of strength, right? So the power lifts are the bench press, the squat, and the deadlift. And so people take a long time to lift the heaviest weight possible sometimes in those lifts, as I, as I gave as, as a imagery example with the bench press earlier. So power lifting is, doesn't really have a lot to do with power, whereas weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, has everything to do with power. Those, there are two lifts in Olympic weightlifting, it's the snatch and the clean and jerk. Both of them involve, you need a high degree of power to make those lifts possible. It involves a quick snap of the hips and getting underneath that weight. Um, wh whichever one of those two lifts you're doing, it requires, you can't do it without power. Uh, 
you can do power lifts without power. So really, power lifts measure maximum strength and Olympic weightlifting measures power. So, you know, it's like you, you, you drive in a parkway and park in a driveway type of thing. So just to be clear, those, are, those might be some misnomers and um, just so we don't get confused on what types of sport might require what types of strength. So we're thinking about sports that require a high degree of power, combat sports, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, wrestling, judo. Um, you don't throw a punch slowly, you throw it quickly. Um, so power training might be really important for a martial artist or a combat athlete. Um, maximum strength is, if we're just talking about pure maximum strength, it's really just power lifters. Everything else has a combination of other things. If we go back to the combat sport athlete, which is one of my favorite activities, maybe that's why I'm so partial to it, we also need a lot of strength endurance, right? Because if you can throw one punch with lots of power, that's great, but if you can't do it again, and you missed that first punch and didn't knock the person out, you're kind of screwed. So just to keep in mind that when we're talking about how strong somebody is, we are not, it's not that simple. We measure it across a lot of dimensions. So now let's talk about the average person who just wants to be kind of strong, strong enough, wants to be well-rounded, fit, live a healthy life. You'll hear a lot of kind of gym bros talking about how well, you can't get strong with body weight training. All you can do is build strength endurance with body weight training. Now with conventional body weight training, that's true if you already have a strong base um, of strength or strength endurance. So somebody who's never exercised in their life, it's, they're gonna be building real strength, like maximal strength, if they're working on a really good push-up. So if they are taught to do a quality push-up, they're taught to do a, a quality squat, then we're within the range of developing maximal strength because doing just between one and five repetitions is going to be really difficult for that person. If you are looking at somebody who's been exercising and been doing body weight training and maybe lifting some weights for a while, then push-ups are no longer in the strength, maximum strength or power building category, because you're already strong enough where push-ups become an exercise that stimulate you less. And so you're really using them to develop strength endurance. Now let's say you've never done explosive push-ups before. You've never done clapping push-ups or variations that require power. Well, you, if you wanna improve your power, you may be able to use push-ups to do that if you've never done it in that way before. So when you get to that level, you can think, okay, I can keep doing different push-up variations or I can add repetitions to my push-up and improve my strength endurance with push-ups. And that's totally fine. So when somebody says you can't build strength with push-ups, what they're really saying is you're probably not gonna keep building your maximum strength or your power output, you're probably just gonna build your strength endurance. But here's the thing, so what? You don't have to be as strong as a power lifter or a weightlifter to be healthy. You don't have to be that strong. 
if you did have to be that strong, we would be seeing more people powerlifting into their 60s, 70s, 80s. Now, some people do, and I'm not necessarily saying it's unhealthy. There are healthy ways to lift weights if you do it properly. So this is not, a, this is not bashing weightlifting at all. I used to lift heavy a lot, and I loved it. And it really has so many benefits for bone density, um, hormone production. It's just great, but it's not the only way to go. And if you're not working on strength to the degree that a power lifter or even a bodybuilder, bodybuilding is more strength endurance. Um, but if you're not doing that, you're not going to be less healthy for it. The other side of that claim is that, yeah, you can build maximum strength with body weight training. You just have to do it differently. So if you look at a gymnast, a gymnast, a male gymnast, because they divide the, the activities that you do or the, the tasks that you have to perform in a gymnastics competition between men's and women's, it's different. So when we're talking about, let's use the rings as an example. To be able to do what a male gymnast does on the rings is takes an unbelievable amount of strength. So when you do calisthenic training, body weight training, you are leveraging leverage. So you change variations of what you're doing. And it doesn't just have to be on the rings. It can be a lot of different body weight variations. But you are playing with leverage to put a similar demand on the muscles that you would if you were lifting weights. So remember that the nervous system needs to adapt no matter where the, the stimulus is coming from, whether it's adding weight to a bench press or let's say an overhead press. So you're, you're, you have a barbell or a couple of dumbbells and you're standing up and you press it up straight overhead. Well, most people, are gonna get a similar stimulus by trying a handstand or going up against a wall and doing a handstand push-up. And so the nervous system is not calculating whether or not you stepped into a gym and used a weight and got applause from all your bros at the gym or whether you did it at home walking up your wall pressing up your own body weight. Now if you get really good at handstand push-ups and you still wanna keep getting stronger, then yes, you're gonna to have to add something maybe. But keep in mind that you don't have to. And so there are different ways to use leverage to be able to build true strength with body weight exercises. It just takes a lot of extra skill. So if you're impatient and you just want to build your strength, well then maybe practicing handstands isn't for you or practicing planches or the iron cross, the famous iron cross from the, the gymnastics competition. Maybe that's not for you. But then I'm asking you another question. If you just want to get strong, if you want to build that one attribute, why? Because if you're trying to do a handstand, that also requires a huge amount of balance and coordination and control, which is functional for most humans. Way more functional than just being able to press as much force as possible overhead. So consider training a handstand maybe instead of pressing weights overhead and adding weight and adding weight simply because why not get the benefit of balance, coordination, control over your body, alignment of your rib cage and your pelvis because that's necessary for a proper handstand 
in addition to that incredible overhead pressing strength that you build. It's a suggestion, it's an invitation. The bottom line is this, strength is a skill. Bigger muscles don't always equal more strength. You can see this again in people who train primarily for muscular endurance, get better at muscular endurance, not maximum strength and not power necessarily. So if I can do a thousand push-ups without stopping, that doesn't mean if I need to move one heavy weight one time, that doesn't mean I'm going to be able to do it. It makes me more likely to do it than the average person who does nothing. But I get really good at doing a thousand push-ups. You get good at what you train. You adapt to what you do. Everybody does. It's just how our bodies and our nervous systems work. On the flip side, if I train only for maximum strength and then I have to do something like carry something for a long time or do a movement repeatedly, I might not be so great at that as somebody who's training strength endurance. And I might not be great at doing something really quickly as somebody who trains for power. So it's a good idea to just vary these things. The thing about strength is that it's neuromuscular. Your nervous system is the driver of strength. It's not the muscles themselves. So if you think of the muscle as the tool, but the nervous system as the person using the tool, that's an image I like to use. So just trying to build more muscle, just trying to get bigger is like adding tools to your tool shed, right? You go out and buy a bunch of tools and you go out and buy some more tools. Then you go out and buy some more tools. But if no one ever taught you how to use those tools, what use is it? You just look like a guy who has a lot of tools. Whoa, cool. Let me show my friends all my tools. Hey, check out this new toolbox I got. They walk into your garage like, wow, cool tools. And that's the end of it. Versus what if you had fewer tools, but what if you were an expert at using them? And so if, I don't know, somebody had a flat tire or somebody's whatever, their toilet broke, you name it, and you said, ah, I have a few tools, but I know how to fix your problem with the tools. Well, let's look at our strength in that way. So if you just keep packing on muscle, and you can do that pretty easily just by, I mean, depending on your body type, not everybody can do it pretty easily, but if you're training just a bunch of low quality repetitions, then a lot of people will just slowly slab on muscle or the muscle cells will inflate and you might look bigger. And you know what? If your goal is to just look bigger, then that's great. You have achieved your goal and power to you. Again, pun intended. But if you want to be stronger, you got to ask yourself, what kind of strength do I really want to be better at? And then the answer to your, your issue or your desire to be stronger is more neurological than it is muscular. So if you want to be strong, who cares about being big? You need to practice the skill that you want to be stronger at. And if you do that, you are refining, you are smoothing out, you are making more efficient the connection between your nervous system and the muscles, the tissues involved in producing that force. You, you've probably experienced or at least seen somebody Bruce Lee was a great example of this. So, 
so small, not huge and inflated, but the mind-muscle connection was so fine-tuned that first of all, Bruce Lee was absolutely ripped because the density of the muscle has to do with how many muscle fibers are firing, not how, uh, how many muscle fibers there are. And so if you do something, another reason why gymnasts are typically so jacked with, and ripped with dense muscle is because everything they do requires an element of complete concentration on what they're doing. So if you need to concentrate, and this goes for heavy lifting too, if you're really focusing on your form, it's the only way to safely lift heavy weights, then the amount of load, the amount of pressure placed on your nervous system is huge. And that's what you want because strength is a skill and we get better at skills by refining the nervous system and how the nervous system controls our execution of that skill. So if you want to get stronger, please stop just trying to bang out a bunch of low quality repetitions and hope your muscles grow bigger and that you get stronger as a consequence. Instead, focus on what kind of strength you want. You want power? Do you want to be able to snap a punch? Do you want to be able to sprint for a short distance really fast? Do you just want to be able to lift as much weight as possible? Do you want to be able to do a handstand or a planche and have this element of balance and control and grace in there? Do you want strength endurance where you can do something for a really long time? Whatever it is, focus all of your intention, all of your concentration, all of your mental energy on the skill training of that task. So even if you're gonna take a couple dumbbells and you go, I wanna do an overhead press, as much weight as possible, you better stand, if you're using a mirror, stand in front of that mirror, check that rib cage alignment from the feet up to the head, check your alignment, grab the ground with your feet, engage the glutes, tuck the rib cage, engage your spine, be braced for a full body activity, focus on your breathing, and press that dumbbell overhead with every bit of concentration and intention to quality as you can possibly muster, and you will get stronger. That's all for today's episode of the Moves with Coombs podcast. Trying to keep these still relatively short. This one's a little longer than season one. Gonna try to keep my rants reined in, but you never know with me. And I'm not, uh, we're keeping it uncut this time. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope this sheds some insight as to what strength is and how you might want to refine your training and your approach to strength training to meet your needs and your goals and to ultimately help you get there faster and more efficiently. Tune in next time for season two, episode two, where we will talk about breathing and the nervous system again and how breathing impacts literally everything we do especially our athletic performance. Until next time, respect the process and keep moving. Moves with cool.